Bonnaby is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. Yo, what up, what up, what up, everybody? What up, the DOB? I hope you're all doing well. This is the Spawn of Me podcast with your host, Khalif Adams. I am Khalif Adams. What is going on? I hope you're all doing well. I hope everyone is having a wonderful, magical, mystical Thursday and hoping that you are all doing well. It is a very different vibe right now because we are not on twitch.tv slash one of me. We are here hanging out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spawn on me. Because if you missed the news, Twitch said you can do that if you're a partner on Twitch. So we decided to, you know, change some things up and do things a little bit differently this week and potentially going forward. I think, you know, one of the things that we have been trying to figure out from a show perspective is what's the best way to get everything moving in a direction that feels best for the show and feels best for the ability for us to consolidate some of our work pipelines and also a good way to kind of move some things in a different direction. I think, you know, we'll see how things go. We have a lively chat here tonight. Uh, folks have come through who are usually over on our Twitch channel. So massive love to all of you for, for coming through and hanging out with us here on YouTube. Um, but we also want to continue to grow our show across so many different more folks and different audiences. And now with Twitch saying that you can stream on multiple services now, you can't multi-stream on uh, at the same time, but you can stream on multiple services if you're a partner channel. We're going to take advantage of that and see what we can do here and then maybe just do some gaming streams on our Twitch channel and do the live podcast here on YouTube. So again, thank you for everybody for joining and, and, and coming up and hanging out with us this week and every week. Massive love to everyone for coming through and hanging out. I'm going to have to learn how to mod people all over again. I got to learn how to do all that stuff uh, on, on the channel uh, to make sure that we're, we're keeping everything safe and moving in a good spot uh, for, for everything that we're doing spawn me wise. Me, I have been a madman running around all day, every day, doing a whole bunch of different stuff uh, because it has just been busy in my life doing my nine to five job, going to PAX, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. Uh, we'll also have a lot of different conversations going along around a bunch of different stuff this week. We may even do a second show because there were so many things that happened in a couple weeks prior that we didn't get a chance to really dig into those. Um, but we have a we have a fantastic guest tonight, which is the reason why I am so excited for our show today. And again, massive love to everybody in the chat, except for Paris Lilly, who is in the chat, who literally just said, as soon as he came into the room, a big fat boo in the chat. Talk about how people just don't love how we get down here on Spawn on Me, even though they are terrible, unreasonable cooks who have poisoned multiple people. They have probably killed more people uh, than botulism uh, with their food. <laughs> in the world anyway we have a fantastic guest this week i am very excited to have them rocking with us here the man the myth the legend the man needs really no introduction hall of famer podcaster now going to be and now is 
I think he's going to be a best-selling author when we get a chance to talk about his book. But I think the person who has guided me through many, many layers of this industry, a huge friend, mentor, beautiful human being, lovely, lovely person all around. It is the one and only founder of Gamertag Radio. It is Danny Pena rocking with us here on Spawn On Me. What the deal be, Danny? How are you doing, yeah. sir? Hey, what's up? What's up, Kai? Thanks for, for having me on. Yo, I haven't been on in a very long time, man. But but thanks for for inviting me, man. Can't wait I, to talk to you, man. Well, I mean, look, the last time we the it's been so long that we haven't had you on the show. You've moved, job. You you joined G four. You got married. Yeah. <laughs> you got, you're not an yeah. author. It's been so many different things that have kind of transpired since the last time we had you on the show. First of all, I just got to say thank you for, for being here with me. Again, always dope to be able to see you in any form. Uh, but also very, very special to have you here on, on Spawn of Me here. And when we were making this this move as well over to, to YouTube and doing some of our work over here. First of all, how are you doing? How are things going on your end? Because you are ridiculously busy with everything that you have going on. <laughs> Yeah, I've been super busy. I've been, uh, you know, doing my media tour. I uh, also, at the same time, been still working at, at G4, doing a lot of projects over there. And yeah, stuff with, with GTR and also side stuff like, you know, speaking engagements. And I've been super busy, man, super busy. But, you know, I had a... Uh, I had to schedule all my stuff, man, especially because now next week is the release of my first children's book that I've been working on with my cousin, uh, Mr. Luna. Can't wait for that. Oh Can't wait for gosh. that to come out. Isn't yeah. that wild? It's, it's again, I think one of the things that I appreciate about you so much is I think, you know, for folks who don't really understand how hard Danny works and how much Danny does, not only just in front of the camera, and you know behind the scenes at his nine to five uh job and gig i know that people hit you up constantly for advice hit you up for you know appearances hey can you hook me up and connect me to these people what is it like to continue you know after a decade plus of doing this work to still be relevant and still be you know in a space where you're not only just kind of you know doing the usual things you do when you move into a space like this but you have continued to grow in so many different verticals so many different ways how has it been to continue to you know reinvent yourself so often while making dope content for for the world to enjoy uh you know i still i still feel like the same person from when I started back then, you know, mm -hmm. still hungry to to work, to make moves, to network. I, I always like to experiment and do do new things. And, you know, I got into the point in my life where I just don't even look at numbers at all. I don't yeah. I don't um, worry about like, oh, I need to have a certain amount of downloads or I'm just having fun with everything, man. You know, yeah. and uh, and having also, you know, my co-hosts, my brothers. You know, Paris Lily and Peter Tirito, we're, you know, we're still going at it, man. And it's been it's been a very long time working together, man, over a decade now uh, together, you know. So and GTR just turned 17 years old. Wow. Uh, this this year. And this is my 21st year now as a as a content creator, you know. So, yeah, it's been wild, man. It's been really man. wild. <laughs> Shout out to Pete. Uh, the only really good co-host that you have on that show. Like, it's oh, cool okay. to see, you You know, y'all have done this work for so long. It's like, Pete has just been, whole, like, Pete, Pete has, hasn't even been on the show fully. He does more work than Paris does, which is really cool to see 
you know, how that has come together and really, you know, move the conversation in a real way. <laughs> but, but, it ha- but I think yeah. that that's been a really a dope layer of, of all the stuff too. I guess, again, like most of our fans know about, about Game Attack Radio and, and about the work that you and Pete and, and, and Paris have done. For the folks who are, you know, new to our, new, our YouTube channel or just come in and see, you know, you for the first time on our show, give the folks there a little bit of info as well about, you know, what the breadth and depth of Game Attack Radio and GTR has been. Yeah, so Gamer Tag Radio is a gaming podcast that I created 17 years ago. It started as a Xbox podcast because I was very excited with all the online games that, during that time, you know, with Xbox Live and everything like that. And uh, and then a year or two after the the release of the podcast, I, I decided to just talk about video games in general. So a, any any games from any platform, you know, so. It's been it's been a, a wild ride. Now we have over a thousand episodes. I think we just released uh, episode twelve twenty three. Wow! And, and we had multiple guests throughout the years. You know, we had uh, Phil Spencer a couple of times. We had uh, Reggie Fizeme. You know, representing the Bronx. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, had also Keanu Reeves. Uh, who else? I'm thinking Michael K. Williams. Uh, Danny Trejo twice I had him on the podcast. You know I, that's why he announced Machete without without PR's permission. <laughs> <laughs> he leaked it by mistake. Did he really? Uh, I forgot about yeah, that. He did. He oh, did. That's he did. Dope. Uh, yeah, but we, you know, we also had like multiple uh, developers from all of you know from the industry from around the world, man. And we've been covering games, man, for a while. And we have a lot of debates on the show, man. So it's very <laughs> very entertaining to to hear our, our opinions man because we we don't agree that's the cool thing about us we don't agree at all y'all don't agree at all <laughs> at <laughs> all at all let you me know. dream continues to be a part of 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 the ethos of what i when i think about gtr i'm like yo let me dream like that dude is real uh yeah it, it's those so are the wild ways. yeah those are like the wild uh miss we call it miss leo uh, predictions you know for like stuff that's coming up we haven't done it in a while but uh yeah that's a lot of fun <laughs> i mean the thing that i love too about about you and the show and, and, and i want to talk about the book in a second but i think one of the things I, I really love about that layer of the conversation that you all bring to it is it never feels like you're not taking each other's uh, ideas into account. It feels like those parts are, 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 even if there are disagreements there, there's always a consensus to let that idea rock and not be like, ah, oh, that was a dumb idea. That didn't make any sense. And that's going to be a thing that doesn't happen. And I think that, that, that synergy between all of you on the show reflects itself out into the folks you're able to get on the show too. How important has it been? Because I have noticed as well, and I think a lot of folks who are in the industry, and I remember seeing uh, one of my favorite folks in the, in the space, Rebecca Valentine, talking about this earlier today on Twitter, was mm-hmm. there's so much uh, industry sniping that happens across people, and people will you know shade each other on the low and throw throw little snide comments at each other when we're all peers in this space trying to you know talk about video games and all that kind of stuff. What has made you all stand out in that way where you don't engage in that stuff? And I feel like it's lent the ability for you all to have big guests like uh, uh, Danny Trejo on the show or Phil Spencer on the show. How is that kind of energy of truth being the thing that is the, at the forefront helped you all continue to stay relevant in the podcasting space? Um, 
you know, I, I think it's just being ourselves, man, and just be smart on what what to what not to say on the podcast and, and also <laughs> similar to to posting, you know, like we've gotten we, you know, in the past we've gotten a lot of the hate from other creators uh and i just ignore it you know there was a time where i used to take it personal uh but again that was me in the early days and then after a while it's like yo what is the point you know all those all those people that were doing that they're not even around anymore that they're, they're not mm. doing no no podcast or anything like that now and, and nowadays so um and it's been going well with us man you know even even when uh, the announcement that Phil was going to be on our show, that was, you know, a podcast. I'm not going to mention the name, but there was a podcast <laughs> that that there was honestly there was a podcast saying that we were skipping episodes. It's not a, it's not one thousand episodes and all this oh, stuff. Right. And I'm like, and and we just found this like by mistake. We found this, and I know I I know this group of podcasters, and I'm like, wow, that's that's kind of messed up, you know, uh, you know, because I'm all, I'm the first one to love to support and help other upcoming uh, creators you know I, I i'm not i've never been that person that likes to compete or anything like that I, i'm like this cop if if you're successful on doing this right yeah it's going to open the doors for all of us to to also get th- these opportunities you know because we're we're at the end of the day we're all in this together man yeah. you know i've never never been into the whole uh, competitive podcast we're doing better or anything like that you know even when when Paris hit me up uh, in 2006, because uh, he he was curious on uh, how to like, podcast, I helped him out. You know, it took me a while because uh, I was on vacation. We hit me up, but <laughs> <laughs> but when when I came, when I got back home, I was like, let me hit him up, and and yeah, and I gave him some tips, and, and yeah, we helped each other out, man. Even even when well, we'll get like interviews or access for like an event, I'll be like, hey Paris, man, contact so and so, so you could go in too, man. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because at the end of the day, man, you know, when I started, there was no person of color at these events i was like the only latino there you know what i'm saying so and, and i'm glad that things has been changing throughout the years man and it's because people like you me you know paris other creators that we know to tanya you know so we need more we need more of us to to help the next generation to start also doing content creation or even get into the industry you know so that's has been my goal especially like i've been you know i'm trying to get like a lot of the gaming companies to go to to like let's say uh dominican republic uh to do like free workshops how to code and and for the creators the content creators whether to learn how to you know podcast and stream and stuff like that so i've been focusing on about that like now it's been a couple of years now <laughs> so it's been it's been good it's been a minute i mean i think the the other layer of all that too i think has been really inspiring for not only me but for so many folks is to see you have these multiple layers of transition right where mm-hmm. you know i remember early on and i love when you go back into the in, when you go back into the crates you know we both love music so that that idea of digging into crates is not is not unfamiliar yeah. to both of us but like when you go and dig into the crates and you're like oh let me pull out this picture of when i was handing out gamer tag radio on a cassette tape to to people to listen to or when i was at the first xbox event and uh what's his face was there i can't think of the man's name who runs freaking microsoft jesus christmas well bill, bill gates bill gates i can think of bill <laughs> gates's name right now i just blanked on bill gates's name uh, oh but like God. those but like those moments and then i see you throughout the years grind 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 and i remember very specifically the day that i re- the day that we were all at e3 and it was like my second e3 and I remember seeing all of you 
hustle and do like 50 episodes in a, in a, in a E3. And I can't front. That was the first time when the idea of how to do it right was a thing that was shared. Not only it wasn't a thing that we ever said, it wasn't a thing that we ever talked about, but it was the thing that that light clicked for me to say, Oh crap, Danny P and Paris are hustling their behinds off. Like this is not a thing. Like they're not coming here to play. They come in here to take this thing over in a real way. And then mm-hmm. fast forward another almost seven, eight years, or maybe even nine or 10 at this point. And now you moved over to doing work at a network that is died and come back in G4. How has it been to, have all of those layers of transition and, and and now find yourself within the industry that you've covered for so long um, as, as a content creator, but now you're helping to make content like uh, God of Work uh, on G4 and things like that. How has that been for you in terms of how you've thought about, you know, where you sit within that whole mm-hmm. ecosystem? Yeah, you know, you know, it's wild, Kai, that, you reminded me of uh, of that amount of content that we released during E3. And it was yeah. only three people. For those who don't know, we did like 57, 56 episodes in, in a week, yeah. something like that, right? That's including interviews, uh, you know, uh, short interviews and also uh, daily podcast episodes from live from Los Angeles. You know, it's not easy to do. Yeah. So by the end of the week, our, our voices are completely gone, <laughs> completely gone, you know? <laughs> and here's the thing, Ka. I, I'm still doing that still to this day, but now for, for G4, mm. the same exact thing, you know, when, when companies will come here in town, um, I'll contact, you know, my people. So, you know, my, my contacts for them to also to visit the studio, give them a tour. We have like, you know, meetings. I, I try to get people for us to start doing uh, interviews in person, some remote, they can't travel. I'm doing the same exact thing I'm doing for G- GTR, same thing, you know? Yeah. So only just just the next level now, you know, with TV and, and, and digital. And, and again, I just, I, I'm, I still feel hungry to do this thing, man. I don't feel tired. I don't feel old about this. Like, because you know, the people that get burned out and, and yeah. they just want to take a long break. I haven't gotten to that stage yet, man, for me, man. I don't know. I don't that know what is it is. Wild. I don't know what it is. There was only one time that I had to take a break for personal reasons, you know, right. but, but besides that, like, I just been going at it, man, doing my thing, man, you know, and at the same time, and this is the most important thing that I think every content creator needs to realize too is is that connection you know getting to know people and instead of you know using people just to get you know access or free stuff I, we've never been like that at all yeah. it was more of like i want to i want like to get to know this person and for them to understand where we're coming from and and the things that we've been working on you know so so once they they know us and want to start working with us in the future you know so that's how that's how we manage to get to many events, you know, because people just love the way how we work. That's how, how we got an opportunity to sign a deal with uh, CBS radio for, mm-hmm. we joined their podcast for a couple of years, you know, and uh, we were there with like uh hip hop uh, podcast, dream champs and everything too, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah. And, and yeah, same thing, man. And look now that cause the industry is so small too, Ka, you know, people, they they see your tweets, they listen to your content, they watch your content, right? And they'll recommend 
they will make it recommend you to somebody else too, man. That also work in the industry. And that's how the world goes around, man. So people will randomly hit me up like, Hey, Danny, so-and-so mentioned to me about your work. We'll love to sit down with you to talk about whatever, you know, and that's how I've been building and spreading the word about my name throughout the years. Just, just meeting people face to face, man, overall. And I think that's the thing too. I think a lot of folks don't, understand and this is the thing that i've had conversations with paris about a lot was you know that that industry energy that feels kind of off currently that feels very very um again snipey and petty and and that stuff which makes you know for me personally like i don't enjoy being around petty energy like petty energy brings me down it makes me not want to create it makes me feel like I, i'm boxed into a space and i can't do the work that i want to do which is be my fullest self when i want to do some of that stuff mm-hmm. but the thing that i love that i just hear you say is like you still haven't lost that fire for for doing this kind of work and you're continuing to broaden that out with the stuff that you've done. I think one of the things that I've always appreciated is that whenever I mention your name or Paris or Pete's name, everyone's eyes light up. They all are like, oh, wow. Like, oh, yeah. Like, we love them. Like, that is the, 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 the line that is across the board of whenever we have those conversations around you and the work that you do i think that's been a a really dope thing and you're right about the industry being really really small people have to remember just how small the space is um and how fortunate we are to be able to be on the inner circles of the stuff that we do i think that good energy leads me directly into your book which i think is another extension of the good that you bring out into the world. Um, I'm really excited for this. This is going to be a very, very cool thing with me uh, not putting the thing on there right. Uh, But Danny loves video games based on the true story of Danny Pena. This is going to be really, really cool to have out into the world. I want to hear a little bit about, like, Mm -hmm. what was the kind of creative spark that made this now become a thing when when did this you know sit down and was like i want to write a children's book what was that like yeah uh shout out to my cousin uh mr luna and his wife annie they have a children's book company called uh two quality people so they've been working on on different books now for for a couple years now and i was in miami visiting because you know i was preparing you know stuff for wedding stuff with my wife that during that time and uh, he came up to me and because, you know, we, you know, we used to do uh, a lot of like mixtapes and parties and events back back in the 90s when we were into the whole hip hop scene back then. Right. When we were kids, we were like high school, high school days and stuff. man. So we worked <laughs> we worked on different projects together. Right. So he came up to me and said, hey, Danny, I would love to work on a children's book based on your true story, uh, true uh, about your life. I mean, sorry. And he goes. I would love to do that, man, with you because your story is so interesting. And I said, you know what? I'm down to do it. I'm really, really down to do it. And this, at the same time, I was thinking about a couple of things. One, uh, I wanted to, you know, dedicate the book to to my grandmother because she was the one that actually bought me my first Atari 2600 mm. when I was a little kid. So there's a, a story about her giving giving the, the Atari to me and uh and also my cousins because uh, she bought three at that time I remember uh so that the other ones is i also want to change the conversation uh, and, and educate a lot of the parents that let's say 
for me, when I was a kid, I was mentioning to my dad, like I was, you know, I want to get into the video game business. I was very, very young. Uh, and uh, the first thing he was saying, Danny, that doesn't pay the bills that, you know, mm. and there's a lot of parents still to this day that believe that believe that, you know, they don't understand anything about the industry. So I'm trying to change their their mindset about that. Um, and at the same time, I want to give back to the next generation of kids that have never uh, never had a mentor like for me growing up I never had a mentor how to get into the industry I had to learn mm. everything on my own and now that I have access why not give that support for those kids that are, are trying to be like us man they want to be YouTubers streamers content creators or they just they have a dream and for me anybody could achieve their dream you know uh, I it wasn't an easy pass for, for me but um, you know, I made it happen and, and I turned it into a career, man. And I'm very, I'm very proud of, of all the work that I've done. You know, I'm not no, you know, consecrated with millions of followers or anything like that. But let me tell you, I've done stuff that nobody, nobody's ever done. And I'm proud of that stuff, man. You know, and I know earlier you mentioned about, uh, about, uh, you know, middle meeting Bill Gates and the Xbox team in 2001, I went to their launch, man. Look, I was there at Times Square in 2001, 20 years later after that, you know, uh, Twitch put me in multiple billboards uh, to be part of the campaign. I know you you were part of it too early that year too, right? And mm-hmm. uh, the one thing that I always wanted to do was to take my mom and, and surprise and surprise my dad to show them like this is possible, man. And my mom got super emotional. I took her to uh, mm-hmm. Times Square, man. So that's the reason why I'm releasing the book on September 15th to celebrate. Hispanic Heritage Month, celebrate, uh, you know, that moment where, you know, the billboard uh, in Times Square and 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 also uh, that was the day that I proposed to, to Rihanna in Punta Cana, you know, so yeah. it's like a lot, it's like a big, big celebration. So next week, uh, we're actually going to Miami because I'm going to have a, an event over there and it's almost sold out. Like there's only like a couple of tickets left and uh, we're going to have a lot of parents coming in with their kids. Uh, there's even just people that are just fans of games that are just showing up too. And um, yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, it's going to be a great time for us to celebrate next week. I that's so dope. Again, I think yeah. that's the stuff that I love to hear. I think, I think one of the things that has been frustrating in the industry for the past couple of years is it feels like when folks have started this process, right? And I think this is a thing that, you know, we've talked about over the years has been, you know, how do you inspire folks? Like, you don't have to be from, you know, wealth. You don't have to be from places of, you know, where where, where gates are being kept to feel like you are uh, have an ability to inspire people with the work that you do. And now this is another version of, of you being able to inspire a generation that, to a certain extent, is already beating us in terms of the way that the content creation pipeline works, right? Like, they they are Big way time. ahead of where we ever were when we were starting mm-hmm. to get into the game in this way. When mm-hmm. you think about, you know, what this, and this is a, a weird question only because it's like, people don't think about legacy when you're still in your 40s, right? But I think do you feel like this is like a legacy kind of thing of like if there you know you once gamertag radio is no longer a thing you would have left all of that content to the world but like this is a thing that is even longer lasting in my mind of like this is the thing that will you can give to a small child and they can have their brain expand with the ways that you're thinking about this and finally like you said get that idea across of like Mm -hmm. oh yeah 
if you're a parent, you don't have to be afraid of gaming in the ways that we, our parents were when they were growing up. How, how do you feel about the kind of like legacy layer of making this book out in the world and, and having this be a thing for, for young kids to kind of really engage with? That's a great question because actually I had a conversation with multiple people about this. So remember growing up, when you when you find like a, a picture of your parents, uh, it's rare. You're like you get super excited, like oh yeah. my god, I just found my mom when she was young, my dad, you know, yeah. grandparents, etc. Right? Uh, now is a lot easier for people to find your stuff online. Mm. Now they could, you know, let's say years from now, grandkids or whatever, you know, they could go online and search search for your name, search for other people's name, and they will find all type of of, of content that. We've been releasing through through the world for years now, right? It could be video, audio, or even you know books, you know. And uh, that's that's the thing that I, I wanted to do, man. Because I always been thinking about when I ever you know have kids in the future, like my grandkids. I want them to to learn about me and 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 know about my story and the stuff that I've done in the past. You know, that's why. That's what. That's one of the main reasons why I wanted to have my grandmother in there because I don't. I don't want people to forget her, you know. And you know how it is. You get busy, you start forgetting about the past. You're forgetting about the people that helped you in the past. And I. I, I don't. I don't want that. I want the the world to know her story and my story and how everything went down. Like I think that's very very important for me, man. You know. Yeah. And uh, and I think. My my cousin actually he mentioned this to me a couple of times. He's like, hey Danny, once this book is out, that's it. Like, it's gonna be forever. People are gonna have this forever. And I'm like, mm. yo, you're right. You're right. You're right. Years from now, decades from now, people are gonna go back and see like, look, this book changed my life. This book huh. is the reason why I'm doing this. Because if you think about it, Kyle, there is no book out there right now that is for uh, a children's book that is from a story about a content creator in a game mm. there is no book like that out there you know and and um you know I, I i hope other people could do the same and and share their story um because everybody has a unique story you know and yeah. uh and i think it's it's important for us to to teach the next generation man you know like the stuff that you're doing with spot on me that's very important because you know there was nothing like this when i started i wish it was a, a show like this when i started no one you know i remember the only thing that I had back back in the days for me was just message boards and mm. I'll go to like IGN and like the, you know, big, big sites and that's it, you know. I, <laughs> and, and I still remember, man, hitting up IGN like, hey, in the old one, I was like, hey, I just launched a radio show. I'd love to join the team. Like, you know, just me thinking like I want to be part of the industry. I don't know how. Let me hit up different people. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it didn't work out. But but yeah, that's how now, now people are going to have access to to learn how to how to get into the industry, how to learn how to code, how to learn how to how to create content creation, you know, like it's so much easier nowadays, man. But I, I we still have to do our part to help those those people that that don't have access and they don't know what to do. You know, um, the important thing about this library that they the event that we're gonna have next week, it's a couple minutes away from the other lot public library that I used to go there all the time because I, I didn't have no computer. Mm. Um, and that's how I learned how to how to uh, create a website. I was using a, uh, uh, angelfire.com during oh, that time. Oh, yeah, angelfire. Yeah, this, is, 
this is when I created my first email, you know, like my first e- email account. Like I was like, oh man, this is cool. So I was, I would go to the library every day because it was like, oh my God, I could do so many things. I could talk to people around the world, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's, that, yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope I answered your question, man. But uh, sorry, I was like a very long-winded. No, 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 no. I, I look, uh, you, you know can't tell me about long-winded. I'm the captain of long-winded when it comes to... <laughs> asking a question and answering a question so you're you're totally fine i think i think yeah. it's also a and, and i love i love hearing that sentiment because i think you know our generation is the last generation to have not had the internet when we grew up right so like we have a different layer of reverence for the space and the technology that we use to do the stuff that we do now in a way that folks who are even you know a generation after us don't have they've always had the internet be a place where they can do things and make stuff um it also makes me really excited to see this be out in the world because i know that you know we talk a lot about doing things for the culture but you are closely tied and 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 love your latino culture in a way that is very very profound you talk about it a lot i see the the dr flag behind you always always Always. right it's a beautiful thing right where it's like Mm -hmm. you know i think that's a part of the conversation too that i that i'm hoping for you is like when they have that, you know, who are the dopest Latinos in in the world? Like you get to be one of the folks who are in that list, alongside that. And I think this is also one of those layers that goes alongside that. Have you have you thought about that layer too, in terms of what the the kind of like what this is going to leave, not only just for you as Danny, uh, but like you in terms of the culture too. Yeah, that's very important for me, man. Uh, I've been doing a lot of interviews where. Uh, a lot of the journalists will ask me questions about like, hey, so, you know, why this is important to you and all this stuff, man. Look, if you think about it, man, the percentage of, of Latinos or of people of color in the industry is very, very small still to this day. And, God, mm. we're in this. It's time for us to make this change, man. You know, um, yeah. when Twitch hit me up and they asked me, Danny, what type of images you would like to have part of your billboard i told them the first thing i said to them was the dominican flag and Mm. the reason why i mentioned that to them is to show latinos like anything is possible man and you know it doesn't matter if you're dominican or not i I would just want to show people man like hey look look where i'm at like i'm i'm doing big things man you know and because typically right now uh in in the the latinos they're always talking about like entertainment like you know mm. musician you know athlete comedian same old same old and i want to change that conversation man there's more stuff because we're talented in so many different levels of all kinds of stuff man and uh and i want to highlight that you know i've been working with the government in dominican republic uh we've been uh you know doing uh events in in dr in santo domingo uh, actually the president of the American Republic actually wanted to, his team wanted to meet me uh, as soon as he heard, they heard the, my story about uh, the, the stuff that I've been doing and because scheduling we couldn't we couldn't really meet but one of the things I want to do is like you know get I, look I, I'm, I don't care about politics or anything like that it's mm. more of like whoever's in charge I want to talk to them to see how can we get have more access for 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 young kids that would love to learn how to code and 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 make their own games because when i went to dr and i got to see the games that people made 
themselves using Unity Engine and everything, man. I was like impressed, man. And they don't know how to get access to 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 uh, to get into the industry at all. They just doing this everything on their own, and they learned this because they just been watching YouTube videos, you know. And I got the access. I'm gonna try to and and give back, you know, because my mom. This one thing about my mom, she's always giving back to her local community every year she t- she uh invests and buys a lot of like school supplies and and uh clothing and a bunch of cool stuff and toys for for poor kids um in and over there in Dominican Republic and my mom would go every single year to give that to to the kids you have like this big event free food and everything and and that's that's how I got I got that from from my mom you know, and mm. uh, I want to do the same exact thing, man, as much as I can. I mean, I, I think, you know, I love hearing that. I think that's one of the other layers that I think people take for granted when they think about the impact that you've had on the industry and the ways that you've, you know, continue to give back to a lot of different people. You give back your time, you give back your your energy, you give back your your voice. I think it's a lot of people who don't understand how that's a lot of work. <laughs> it's not it easy. It's not easy yeah. to like section yourself off into different slivers of yourself to lend mm-hmm. that to another human being to say, I believe that you, I see something in you enough to know that you want to get something out into the world. And I want to help foster that in a, in a real way. So I, I, I appreciate that about you and, and about the work that you do. And I think again, this book, Danny Loves Video Games, is going to be another extension of that giving back to people out in the world and how all of those things kind of coexist and, and, and connect in, in those ways. So that's mm-hmm. dope. When is the book coming out again? Let people know where they can snag it, where they can grab yes. it and all that. Yeah. So this is all self-publishing. We're doing this on our own. I have no marketing agency, no PR. I've been doing everything on my own. Wow. that. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be uh, on Amazon. You could right now go right now and pre-order. Uh, you could pre-order in English or in Spanish. Uh, Danny Amalo Video Juegos. That's the, the Spanish version. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have it in hardcover, paperback, and also uh, ebook. So, you know, if you have a Kindle device, you could do it there. And depending on how many people request or pre-order this from um, Barnes & Noble, the more support we get over there, too, then the book will be available all across uh, the stores across the country. But right now we're focusing wow. on on uh, Amazon where we're doing, you know, all the push over there. And uh, and it's been great because seeing the, the charts has been crazy seeing like the amount of people that have been pre-ordering you know yeah. uh i gotta see you know people like sarah bond shout out to her she she tweeted about it you know all kinds of people from the industry because uh I, I i'm so happy and i'm getting getting so many support greg miller also the same thing too man this is awesome man so yeah september 15th make sure to, to cop it september 15th i'm gonna get my pre-order in tonight make sure i get in under the Thank wire you. make sure i get in and support the fam uh in yeah. that way um, I want to talk a little bit about some other gaming news stuff, uh, and I think the easiest and best way to do that is if we talk about that in our 411 segment. So 
So we got the 411 this week. We got a lot of dope stuff to talk about. I want to dig into some of the news of the week that was pretty fantastic and pretty interesting to see across the board and get your take on it because I got the man, the myth, the legend, Danny Pena rocking with me here on Spawn of Me episode 450. We saw that CD Projekt Red came out with their latest patch uh that from what the studio has talked about is getting us basically to what they had hoped to share in their initial launch of cyberpunk 2077 i am really excited about this thing because i as a person who is still trying to go through the game and play it and do all those things um, I'm kind of excited to see this be in the world now um, it, with them talking about, you know, Phantom Liberty as being some DLC that's coming down the line for next year. How do you feel about, you know, the conversations around Cyberpunk now and, and, and what they kind of showed? Are you excited to, to jump back in? Are you excited to dig into to the game again? Yeah, I'm very excited, man. You know, I, besides the, the bugs, which, you know, that's a different conversation, but I actually enjoy the story. Like, I was just there trying to figure out, like, What's gonna happen in the story? Like, I love, I love uh, Keanu characters. Really, really cool, and and the story was very, very interesting. And and I had a great time just doing side quests and and working on the main mission. And now that we're gonna get more content for this game, yo, I'm I'm all in. I'm definitely gonna play it. And uh, and I know CD Projekt Red has been working on this now for a while. And besides working on fixing the bugs and everything too, man. So I'm very excited. And plus, I'm gonna check out the. The show that's going to be available on Netflix, too, you know, that that's going to be a lot of fun, too, to watch, man. You know, it's part of the cyberpunk universe, you know? Yeah, I'm excited for Net... What is it? Netrunners? Uh, I think that's the name Ed, of it. I think it's Edge Edge Runners. Edge Runners, sorry, Edge Runners. Yes, yeah, yes edge thank runners, you. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I'm excited for that kind of stuff. I think those things are, are just, like... It's cool to see IP kind of like play around in different spaces again, right? It's like, you know, we saw Arcane become a huge deal uh, when that game dropped or when that when that Netflix series dropped. You know, we're hearing some stories about, you know, the the, the cyberpunk stuff that's going to be coming out and how they took some pieces of the the, the conversation and moved those around as well and in, 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 in got some one-to-one moments that were in the game and then they translated those directly into the the anime stuff um one of the coolest things that i did see um from the announcement that i was not expecting and really excited to hear was that they have cross progress in the game now which is a thing that i don't think a lot of people really covered when they talked about this but is for me the mm-hmm. biggest news and one of the things that I was really excited for. How has that been for you? Are you playing on multiple versions of stuff playing on console and PC and stuff like that? Not yet. And that's that's good that you mentioned because if it's like that, then I'm definitely going to start playing on, on PC. Because, uh, you know, just last year, I finally bought my my gaming PC. Yeah. My <laughs> first one for me. Officially, officially. So, yeah, I've been playing a lot more games here. And, you know, sometimes I go to, you know, to the to living room or the room and and play, uh, you know, my consoles there, too. But also, I've been playing a lot of the Steam Deck, man. I've been playing that nonstop. Man, oh, you know? so, yeah. So that's another thing we have to talk about, too, uh, Kyle, because that's like a way for us to continue our progress on the go, too. So um, I haven't tried Cyberpunk to the Steam Deck yet, um, yeah. but I'm, I'm very curious how that how that looks in the device too, but I've been playing a lot of other games like, you know, uh, the Spider-Man game, God of War, uh, The Witcher, and it looks 
beautiful. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I think this is cool, man. Hey, it's easy for us to take our games everywhere, man. doesn't matter what type of device, man. I think that's very, very important. And and make it easy for everyone, too, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's one of the things that I, I'm like I I can't front. I'm kind of neglected my Steam Deck because I'm I'm frustrated that I can't get the ROM stuff to work the way I want to. But oh, <laughs> different conversation. Different, <laughs> different, totally different conversation. But and, and yeah. also now I got to figure out how to get GOG on on my Steam Deck. I, it's probably not that hard, but I've just been tired and not wanting to deal with it. But yeah, like that cross progress thing. I think that's the thing that I think when folks are asking for features, right? I think a lot of people have dug into cross play as the main thing that they are the most excited about and i have been on the opposite side of the fence well i'm like i don't care anything about cross play cross play is nice cross progress is the thing that i think is the better thing for most people because and maybe this is because we're edge cases right like there there are folks who don't have multiple consoles in their homes or don't have a PC and a console. Um, so they're kind of like using one at a time to kind of figure out which they want, what they want to play with. But I think for the future of where we're going to go, seeing not only, um, you know, multi-generational games happen, like we have stuff on the PS4 and PS5, Xbox, Xbox one and Xbox series X and S, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts about like what's the kind of more important version of this cross uh generational layer that we want to see cross progression or cross play i'm more of cross progression for me uh but you know this is this is the reason why i've been playing a lot of fortnite with with friends because it has it has both and there's not that many games that has cross play and cross progression you know so uh you know both Actually, almost every night we play Fortnite because uh, of no build. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, but but there's people <laughs> that that play with us that they're playing on different platforms. You know, I, I'm playing on a PC. My wife, she's playing uh, the Xbox, and we have friends that are playing on multiple PlayStation devices. And we're like, we're playing it. We have a great time. And yeah. if I if I to switch, I still have all the stuff that I unlock now to my other account and it works it works great on the other device you know what i'm saying so yeah. make it easier for people man i think um that would be very helpful on for people to start supporting uh these games because now it's easier for for them to play on the go play on the console play on the pc and uh and xbox have been doing that now for a, for a very long time for their games but only were consoles and um pc and now also mobile with s cloud so yeah, yeah, I, I rock with that. Are you playing mouse and keys or controller on on PC at this point? Well, I'm terrible mouse and keyboard. Straight up controller still, man. Good. What about Good. you? you, you screw y'all, screw y'all mouse and keyboard cats out there. Get y'all. Hey, I don't man. know how y'all do it. I can't I, do I it. I can't do it. I it feels like work. It. <laughs> yeah man and, and then sometimes i press the wrong button i'm like i'm good man i'm a controller pro man i'm a professional on that one i'll go with that one i'm bad uh, i'm like one of those folks i'm like once i gotta start touching keys and i'm like it feels nah, like i'm, man, I'm, I'm like good. i'm like feels like i'm back at work and i don't want to feel like i'm at work I, I know i'm at nah. a disadvantage but i'll rock with the disadvantage if i feel like i'm still doing what i need to do in the in the, in the right spaces so yeah. i feel you on that um yeah good good did you get a chance to check out a lot of the stuff from pax this year no, because I've been busy with the whole book stuff. But yeah, let me know. Is there anything that was announced? There's a couple of things maybe I seen that yep. 
like high in life. I'm very excited about that game. Very, very mm-hmm. hyped about that game. And, and congratulations. I, I got to see your 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 post with Justin. Justin Rowland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was really cool to get to interview Justin Roiland uh, and Mikey Spano, art director from Squanch Games, about High on Life. Go check that stuff out. It's on our YouTube channel right now. You can go see that there. It's also on our on our podcast feed. So that was that was dope. I think there were a couple of games oh. that were really dope that really made me excited. Um, the one that we're showing right now on stream is called Cookie Cookie Cutter. Mm. Um, that looks that looks fire. Like it ha- it reminds me kind of kind of a little bit of Cuphead, like the the mm-hmm. animation. Like this this is one of the games that stood out to me of like different clips that I got to see on Twitter. And uh, is this for all platforms? All, all platforms I think so. I think this is going to be on console and on PC. Uh, I have to double check and, and make sure that I'm not a liar, but I think. It was something that I didn't expect to be as dope as it is. I'd seen people talk about it before. Um, and this comes from Rogue. The publisher is Rogue on this game. Um, but like the art style just jumped off the screen at me. They had a really big booth. Um, and uh, this was playing on the background. People were kind of playing the, the demo of it. And this thing just like jumps out at the screen at you and is just like, yo, this is going dope. to be fire. It looks so dope in the way. Because you know what it feels like to me, too? It feels like mm-hmm. mid-90s graffiti. Like, yeah, it has like that vibe to it where it just like, I remember like so many graffiti crews back at like tats crew back in new york back in the day when i was growing up in new york like that mm-hmm. feeling and vibe of the vibrancy of it and the kind of overly exaggerated body parts and stuff like that was huge for for me in an artistic way seeing that stuff but it's dope to see this game uh be put out into the world so Cookie Cutter yeah, is the thing so I definitely dope. want you to check out. I think that's a game that you would love. Um, I don't have footage of it yet because we're still trying to get some B-roll for some stuff, but there was a dope rhythm game that, that was made by a single indie dev. His name, uh, I can't remember the name, but the game was called Melatonin. Um, and that game was actually really fire as well. It was like you sitting in a room and you're basically doing these rhythm-based uh, tasks. Uh, but it felt like the, you know, the YouTube video that has the um lo-fi kid just sitting in the room listening to music yes kind of stuff. yeah that's like a cat next yeah year. like the cat is chilling <laughs> yeah. and is just doing a thing um yeah. it has that vibe to it in terms oh, of like what that's kind of bringing to the space which was really dope um definitely got a chance to check out high on life and and play some of that in that demo which really surprised me um in that way did you get a chance to check out any of the high on life demo stuff anywhere nah not yet because uh uh, the first time that I think it was playable was at uh, Gamescom and now at PAX. So I, I I didn't attend none of the events, but I've been right. checking out like the clips and and trailer and uh, also during the showcase where they show the gameplay. It's ex- it's very cool. Very it looks really really cool, man. And it's a, it's gonna be on Game Pass, so I could just turn it on, play. You know, it's gonna be good. As, that's as, in December. This comes out. Yeah, December. December, I, like that thing is coming out super soon, which is which is nuts. And I think I went into that. It's it's really interesting too of like where things land for you, right? Where, mm-hmm. um, 
so much negative energy was coming from industry folks about the Justin Roiland audio because the gun, like if you're not familiar with High on Life, the guns talk. It's you know mm-hmm. Justin Roiland's the creative of um, Rick and Morty, um, and there's a there's a there's a comedic style there that may not be your cup of tea. It may it may be a thing that annoys you, right? Um, sure. But going through the demo, it was so interesting to just see how all of the weird, funky energy that people were continuously putting out and just being like, eh, this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't get any of that vibe from that game. It came across as pretty funny. And it was really interesting in the way that they break the fourth wall with some of the content that they do and some of the comedic beats that they hit. And also just like how good the shooting is in that game. Like a game like that, usually lends really hard and lands really hard on the comedy stuff but like it the shooter mechanic bits of it just feel really really good which was super mm-hmm. super fun to 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 be able to check out some stuff um uh, i also yeah, got I can't wait. To, yeah go ahead can't wait for, no i was gonna say that i can't i can't wait to play that uh you know we had uh justin uh our next play when he was at uh comic-con all oh, right uh yeah we we posted a we posted that during that time but he mentioned to us like and this is the thing that that stood out to me about the game one is it's kind of similar to like uh like a mega man style like you select where you where you like to go and 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 depending on the bosses too uh so that that's really really cool and he was also mentioning to us where there is uh tvs where you could also watch episodic of I forgot the name of the of the of the video, but it's it's like uh, episodes as spe- it was made for the game, and it's like I think <laughs> eighty. Oh, I think it was like eighty seventy to eighty hours worth of of content in there or something what? like that. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember exactly the numbers, but it was something like that. I was like, "Yo, that's crazy!" So I'm just gonna play this game and just gonna watch these this these episodes that were made only for the game. <laughs> there was some really yeah. fun stuff in there that was um that was around. Uh, like there's one thing in there that's kind of like talking about Trump. You can like you can tell that the characters sure. that are in it are Trump and his kid. Um, yeah. And and that stuff, I was like sitting there during the demo, and I was like, I know I only have like 20 minutes to watch this, but I kind of want to watch the whole thing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. it's a loop because it was really good. Like it was like actually funny in a way that for stuff that I like, I am not a person who usually l- watches cartoons or things like that anymore like animated stuff doesn't really hit for me but like the way this came across was actually pretty pretty dope in in that way and stuff like that so um i can, i have i have a question for you yeah sorry i i cut you off i love i love it what, yeah well what was it that people didn't like about the about the game that it, what was the controversy because i really I haven't really been reading like the tweets or anything like that yeah so I'm very curious to see what what people were saying about it though. i mean i think it's i think it's the most honest answer I can give you is I think that, and this is the thing that has kind of like frustrated me with the space in the past couple of years, which has been mm-hmm. for a long time, so much of the industry has had like hit dog syndrome, right? Where, you know, our job as creatives and as creators in the gaming space is to do a couple of different things. It's one to give a really honest opinion to our audiences two to share, you know, how things are coming to you and how you're feeling through things through that prism three being a voice of truth and a being, being connected to 
the space in a way that fans are not because we're kind of on an inner circle with developers and publishers and all that kind of stuff. So we have a really interesting job to do in terms of how do we bridge a gap where, um, you know, fans and most kind of, you know, normal air quote, normal gamers, regular gamers don't really get a chance to do any of that stuff. So we're the proxy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and over the past couple of years, like it's the, 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 the space between the way industry folks talk about gaming industry stuff and the way fans talk about gaming industry stuff has gotten real close. And I don't think it's in a good way where, mm-hmm some of the energy that comes out, like I've read stuff on different websites that I won't mention where mm-hmm. if you look at a headline from that, it it reads just like a tweet that you would get from a troll. And I'm like, if we gotten to a point where the energy is so close that I can't tell the people who are doing this for a living from the folks who were the trolls, that's a problem, right? That's not a problem for, the folks who are trolling because they get to be anonymous and do whatever they want. They, they, the, the folks who are in the industry side, you lose credibility with that, that audience in a real way. Now, mind you, there's a big chicken and egg there about like sure. who were the folks who were starting to be jerks to, to people in the industry. And then the industry really put on this armor and was like, I want to be jerks back to the audience in a weird way. Um, so I think it's a mix of a couple of different things, but people were mad at the voices that uh, Justin was employing for it because it was very much him. It was like that kind of super high pitched, kind of annoying, a nerdy vibe that he that he was giving, um, and people don't like that, right? So they're like, "Oh, why don't you change it up a little bit? This energy that you're pulling from Rick and Morty is literally the same energy you're putting into High on Life." Um, I think that that was at the crux of the of the issue. Like people were mad at mad at Mm -hmm. that part of the of of what was happening. Um, And I don't Mm -hmm. think that, again, like that being mad at that stuff is things. It's totally fine. Like you can have your opinion about like, should Justin Roiland continue to voice most of the stuff that's in the game? And if you go look at the interview and again, folks at home, listen to the interview. he, He talked about not wanting to do that and wanting to give other folks and they wind up adding more people to the space to be voiceover artists for the game so that they didn't have that same issue happen that everyone was getting mad about. And the funny thing was if folks in the industry had waited or done the extra layers of doing that interview or asking those people or waiting for an interview like mine to come out or yours to come out or the other stuff to come out, they would have gotten the answer to the thing they got mad about, but everybody gets mad first and then waits for facts. So yeah, uh, it's a weird, it's a weird space. It's a weird Mm. space, fam. It's nuts. Yeah. You know what that, and, and I, I should have brought this up earlier than the interview, man. This is the reason why I, I want to put out the book because we're seeing so much of the clickbait, so much of the negativity and the negative is the thing that gets highlighted the most from, from, from the industry overall. Everybody starts sharing it, talks about it and everything like that. But where's the good? Why we're not promoting the good? And that's the part that's so frustrating. You know, someone that's been involved with the industry now for a very long time, it hasn't changed, man, because that's the reason why all a lot of the media outlets and even content creators like YouTubers, they will always post negative nonsense because they know 
that's the content that's going to get the most attention because people are going to start sharing it, talking about it. If somebody disagree, they'll go to the comment and, and engage and all this stuff. And people are making money out of that stuff, man. You know, where's the good? Where, why are people not talking about the, the return of the Spawnies? You know, something like that. Like, I let's mean, talk about let's talk about the good, man. It's it's frustrating. It's so frustrating seeing this. I mean, it's it's know? a thing too, where you know, I I am I am not mad at the fact that we didn't get a lot of coverage from the industry for Spawnies one, right? But it does it does reflect that information layer too. Again, of just like as an industry, we don't share good well. Like, think about all the stories that'll run in the next two months. I bet you a quarter of the stories that we see come out will have a positive spin about developers doing good stuff in the space, great games that are happening, good gaming initiatives that are happening in the world. The funny thing is, like, when we do a lot of this work, especially stuff that happens behind the scenes, and you can you're you can attest to this because you're doing a lot of great work all the time behind the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Is how much of that stuff gets coverage? doesn't get coverage at all it doesn't ever get pushed out into the world but like oh every story about crunch is the first thing that winds up pushing out onto the the front page and again crunch is a terrible thing we all know that all of that layer is not good for the industry but if you also want people to be a part of this space the kids that are going to read your book the folks that are going to see the work that you're doing with the dr government the folks that are seeing all this stuff how do you set up a space for people to feel good about it if you never talk about any of the good that happens in it? I'll tell you this. This is the reason why, besides working with a lot of the gaming outlets and the creators that are willing to talk about what I'm doing, i am also been focusing on getting outlets outside of gaming. Mm-hmm. Because when... When people, here's the thing about about this, Kyle. When people start seeing you on, let's say, NBC or an outlet that has nothing to do with gaming, that's when the conversation start start changing. Now that's when everybody's like, "Oh, we got to talk to Kyle because you know mm-hmm. he's he, you, you get what I'm saying." Mm-hmm. And 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 look, man, that's why I you know I contact all types of outlets because I want to get a new crowd. I feel like we're all going after the same crowd over and over, but sometimes it's good for us to get out that circle, get out that bubble and Mm. start interacting with people that maybe they're interested uh, in, in, in gaming, but they, they've never heard of spawn on me, never heard of GTR, never heard of, of any outlet out there, man. And, and um, that's what I've been doing, man. I think that's the thing that we have to start changing the conversation at the same time. It will be helpful for us to talk to those major media outlets. So for them to understand that, no, there's a lot of good in gaming because Mm -hmm. they're also stuck in a bubble that (laughs) are promoting nonsense to all the negative stuff, all the negative stuff. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I've been, I've been doing that. I've been really focused on, on, on getting a totally different crowd, man. And not only events, but, uh, you know, with the content and, and, and just doing interviews like that, you know, so I think we we could do that. And it's smart. And I, and I think, I think it's, it's a conversation we've heard a lot, right. About like, 
if you're going to be successful in this space, you have to diversify not only your content, your your monetary streams, but you need to you need to diversify who you're talking to because we do work in a bubble. Like that is super super real. And I think the other layer of it that I think is even uh, just as important is I think a lot of folks don't understand the strain that you have as as a creator to only get to create in the avenue that you started in right like the thing i love about the work i've seen you do over so many years is like gaming is a piece of it but it has all these dope tendrils that'll go up when you're like oh i'm gonna be on a, i'm gonna be on a show with with nori i'm gonna be on i'm gonna be on drink champs in a space that is not connected to gaming in any way but mm-hmm. those folks are gamers those audiences have gamers in it and hip-hop is always been tied to gaming in, in in a real way so it's nice to be able to even show another version of ourselves that is different than what people get a chance to see with the usual content that we wind up doing so i love that point uh that you brought up about that because i think that's also really really important important too yeah and uh, and again kai i think we have the power to make that change man yeah you know uh because not that many people have that skill of trying to interact with a totally different crowd that has nothing to do with gaming. Yeah, you, you get what I'm saying. So yeah. I can see you doing that. Actually, you know, I can see you being on multiple major media outlets talking about the things that you do, talk about the spawnies, and it will help to get the word out. And now. Imagine you start doing that, and there's going to be people that are going to watch for the first time the Spawnies. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. I, I think we gotta we gotta get out of that circle, that bubble, man, and, and try new things, man. You know, I, a lot of the creators we're all after the same crowd, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I've never, even the days of the uh, my early days of PSO, I'm thinking, let me get a crowd that has nothing to do with gaming. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I want to, I want to, you know, get their their reaction and stuff. I'm not saying they're going to be there forever, but it's good to change it up, man, and, and experiment to see which one works or not. Word. Um, well, we're almost out of time uh, for our conversation with you for tonight. I got to thank you as always for coming through, homie, and and, and rocking with me on the show. Before Anytime. we let you go, give the folks at home again the date for when the book is going to drop and any other information that they need about you, GTR, all the stuff that you're doing in the world. All right. Danny loves video games or in Spanish, Danny ama los videojuegos is coming out September 15th on Amazon. It's self-publishing. You could go and, and buy the hardcover paperback or ebook. Um, you can find me on social media. Just look up Godfrey or Danny Pena. You will see me. And Gamer Tag Radio, we're in every podcast app out there, man. Make sure to, to search, follow us, and subscribe, man. Support us, man. And this is the book. I'm ready. Yo! Yeah. That man knows yeah. how to promote. You got the book yeah. right on the desk. I love it. I love look it. at that. Look at that. Look at look me at play. Oh, play, that's uh, so dope. This was New York City. The '80s, New York City arcade. Oh, oh my God! You got, you got, you got to get like, you got to get the next version of that to have like me on the floor getting beat up after I got after I've, I beat somebody in Mortal Kombat and be on oh the floor God. being like, "Yo, yeah. that's the way it works." Yeah. Danny Pena, thank you again for being here with us on the show and on the episode. Again, if you're at home listening to this on podcast feed, you listen to this on YouTube, you listen to this on all the places that we put out work. Go follow Danny at Godfrey on Twitter. Make sure you're giving him some love. Go cop the book. Make sure you represent because Danny, again, is like doing work that 
continues to move all of this space forward in a real tangible way when we think about the culture danny is at the forefront of this and i think you know i always thank you and send you love because you always uh you've held my hand through many many conversations uh and, and have helped me uh through many many a door so i love you fam it's always here, good man. to see we're you. family we're, we're family fam. for sure man yeah and uh Dead. You you have ruined my liver with brugal. It's like ah. <laughs> I gotta say I gotta say another bottle. Oh, celebrate man, celebrate the Spanies, man. Let's yo, do it. <laughs> we got we got to make it happen. We got to celebrate the Spanies in a, in, a, in a real big way. So, Danny, thank you so much for being here. Before we get up out of here for this episode of Spawn on Me, we're gonna talk a little bit about the Spawnies again. So again, we've opened up Spawnies for fan voting we're in our second week of fan voting so we have the indie apocalypse award that's up we now have the ongoing game award and we also have our best shooter award so make sure you're checking out the social media feeds of me at Khalif adams and at spawn on me you'll see the tweets go live and then when you hit those tweets reply to those tweets with the name of the game that you want to see nominated for those categories we'll be doing our nomination show it's going to be me and rihanna we're going to be rocking again doing a nomination show on october 30th uh it's probably going to be around like 6 6 p.m uh pacific time so we're going to be doing the nomination show so we get a chance to tell you all all the good stuff that has happened uh and all the sh- and all the games that you nominated that are going to be in the spawnies for this year for you to again vote on the winners for all of that kind of stuff um really quick uh there was a dope i got a chance to be on npr this week which was super fun and really cool talking about the spawnies so please go check that out that's on social on our social media channels as well and there's a couple other things that are brewing down the line if you are an mc or the call is going out now because it's now it's time if you're an mc if you're a finger drummer you play on the npc you do that kind of stuff like Arab music and other folks and that kind of stuff, hit me up. I'm looking for you because I have a really dope thing that I want to put into the Spawnies that I think needs that touch. So I'm looking for folks who are going to be in that space doing that kind of work. So hit me up. Keep voting for Spawnies. Next week when this episode goes up on Monday, we're going to drop two new categories for you to vote on. And word, we're now doing this on YouTube. YouTube.com slash YouTube.com slash spawn on me is where you can check out the live shows. We're gonna try to get back into our Wednesday Wednesday schedule of 6 p.m. PST. So please make sure you're checking that stuff out. Go hang out with our friends over at fanbite.com. The mothership is there, so you can go check out some of the work that they're doing, and that's where our podcast is hosted. And Last but not least, wash your hands and wash your butt. Make sure you're out there and get your stuff together. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're giving love to people out in the world. And please try to make the world a little bit better than you left it. The energy is full is full of negativity out here. We want to spin this into a space where we're doing some positive things. Thank you to everybody who came through tonight in the chat. Thank you to everybody who's going to be hanging out with us when we do more of our Twitch streams for the gaming side of things. And uh, yeah, we're going to try to grow this out on the on the YouTube side and get some, some dope things happening in the mix. TwitchCon, I'm going to be there. There's going to be some interesting things happening as well there and a couple other announcements in the next couple of weeks. So lots of good things happening for your boy and for Spawn on Me and for all the good stuff. Again, thank you to Danny for coming and rocking with us. Make sure you go check out Game Attack Radio and go cop the book. You must go cop the book. 
Danny loves video games. I'm not going to try to say it in Spanish because then everyone will laugh at me if I try to do it. They'll be like, they'll be like, nah, don't do it. Like, give it to me in Spanish one more time, Danny. One more time. Danny amas los videojuegos. What Danny said. Much love to you all. <laughs> Much love to you all. We'll get up out of here. Have a wonderful, lovely night. And we'll see you all next week here on Spawn of Me podcast. Peace and love. Deuces.